Last week, when I wrote about thinning hair, I received loads of suggestions. While I was pleased with all the interaction, it was clear to me that we had people answering from three different positions, pre-dialysis, like me at stage 3 chronic kidney disease, dialysis, and post-transplant. What also became clear is that the rules for each position are different. That got me to wondering. But first, I think a definition of each of these is necessary. My years teaching English ingrained in me that pre is a prefix meaning before, so pre-dialysis means before dialysis. In other words, this is CKD stages 1 to 4 or 5 depending upon your nephrologist. It's when there is a slow progression in the decline of your kidney function. I remembered a definition of dialysis that I liked in slow it down CKD 2015, and so, decided to repeat it here. According to the National Kidney Foundation at https colon slash slash www.kidney.org slash slash content slash dialysis info. Dialysis is a treatment that does some of the things done by healthy kidneys. It is needed when your own kidneys can no longer take care of your body's needs. There are several different kinds of dialysis. Basically, they each eliminate the wastes and extra fluid in your blood via different methods. And post-transplant? Simply put, it means after having had a kidney, or other organ, placed in your body to replace one that doesn't work anymore. I know as a pre-dialysis that I have certain dietary restrictions. Readers have told me some of theirs and they're very different. It's not the usual difference based on lab results that will tell you whether you need to cut back more on one of the electrolytes this quarter. It seemed like an entirely different system. Let's go back to what is it and how did I get it? Early stage chronic kidney disease to see what my basic dietary restrictions as a pre-dialysis CKD patient are. The, for example renal, diets seem to agree that protein, sodium, phosphorus and potassium need to be limited, apparently, your limits may be different from mine or any other patients. In other words, it's personalized. Well, what about those on dialysis? What do their dietary guidelines look like? I found this in the book of blogs, Moderate Stage Chronic Kidney Disease, Part 2. Knowing end-stage renal disease is not my area of expertise, I took a peek at National Kidney and Urologic Diseases Information Clearinghouse, NCUDIC, a service of the National Institute of Diabetes and Digestive and Kidney Diseases, NIDC, National Institutes of Health, NIH, at http colon slash slash kidney.nid.nih.gov slash ku diseases slash pub slash eatright slash index asks hash potassium anyway to see what dialysis patients can eat. Potassium is a mineral found in many foods, especially milk, fruits, and vegetables. It affects how steadily your heart beats. Healthy kidneys keep the right amount of potassium in the blood to keep the heart beating at a steady pace. Potassium levels can rise between dialysis sessions and affect your heartbeat. Eating too much potassium can be very dangerous to your heart. It may even cause death. I suspected that potassium is not the only dietary problem for dialysis and dug a bit more. I discovered this information on MedicineNet at http colon slash slash www.medicinet.com slash script slash main slash art.asp. Article key equals 78054, along with the caveat that these also need to be individualized as per lab results. 1. Fluids. Allowance is based primarily on the type of dialysis and urine output. If you have any edema, are taking a diuretic, and or have congestive heart failure, your allowance will be adjusted. 2. Sodium, this will be modified to maintain blood pressure and fluid control and to help prevent congestive heart failure and pulmonary edema. 3. Potassium, your intake of this will be adjusted to prevent your blood levels from going too high or too low. 4. 
Phosphorus, the majority of dialysis patients require phosphate binders and dietary restrictions in order to control their blood phosphorus levels. 5. Protein, adequate protein is necessary to maintain and replenish your stores. You may be instructed on increasing your intake now that you are on dialysis. 6. Fiber, there is a chance that constipation may be a problem due to fluid restrictions and phosphate binders, so it's important to keep fiber intake up. You will need guidance on this because many foods that are high in fiber are also high in potassium. 7. Fat, depending on your blood cholesterol levels, you may need to decrease your intake of trans fat, saturated fat, and cholesterol. 8. Calories, if you are over or underweight, you will be instructed on adjusting the amount of calories that you take in each day. 9. Calcium, most foods that contain calcium also contain phosphorus. Due to your phosphorus restrictions, you will need guidance on how to get enough calcium while limiting your intake of phosphorus. Big difference here. More protein, less calcium, phosphate binders, fat and calcium. No wonder the responses I got to last week's blog were so varied. And post-transplant? What about those dietary restrictions? The Mayo Clinic at http colon slash slash www.mayoclinic.org slash tests procedures slash kidney transplant slash manage slash diet nutrition slash nuke 20209734 has that one covered, with the same warning as the other two groups' diets, your labs dictate your amounts. Eating at least five servings of fruits and vegetables each day. Avoiding grapefruit and grapefruit juice due to its effect on a group of immunosuppression medications, calcineurin inhibitors having enough fiber in your daily diet. Drinking low-fat milk or eating other low-fat dairy products, which is important to maintain optimal calcium and phosphorus levels. Eating lean meats, poultry and fish. Maintaining a low-salt and low-fat diet. Following food safety guidelines. Staying hydrated by drinking adequate water and other fluids each day. So it looks like you get to eat more servings of fruits and vegetables a day, must avoid grapefruit and its juice, and be super vigilant about calcium and phosphorus levels. Notice the same suggestion to have enough fiber in your diet as when on dialysis. Whoa! We have three different sets of diet guidelines for three different stages of CKD, along with a strict understanding that everything depends upon your lab results. That means that the post-transplant patients were right, for them, that I needed more protein. And the dialysis patients were right, for them, too. But for the pre-dialysis patients? Nope, got to stay below 5 ounces daily. Until next week. Keep living your life.